0: BestBookBits.com brings you the book summary of Better Living Through Criticism by A.O. Scott. Book summary, what's in it for me? Embrace your inner critic. Imagine just for a second what our society would be like without critics. Who would take the time to dive deep into the artworks and explain them to the masses? And how would you know which new movie to see at the cinema? That's where critics come in. Love them or hate them, we need critics to be the judges of culture in society. By delving deeper into the art of criticism, we'll discover the necessary role of the critic and how it fits into society's past and present. In this book summary, you'll learn how critics came about, why Moby Dick only became famous decades after its author's death, and what the digital revolution means for the future of criticism. Summary part one, Critics must react to art in the moment without fear of backlash. We're living in a fast changing culture. From music to fashion, an underground hit can become a worldwide trending topic at the breakneck pace. Criticism is much the same way, and that's how it should be. While artworks themselves last for a long time, with our attention towards them changing over years and decades, criticism is fixed in a single moment. Take rock music for instance. Through the genre was initially rejected by revered music critics. Today, rock and roll is recognized as a pivotal moment in musical history. The first negative critiques of rock music, on the other hand, become irrelevant. Often, when artists create work that breaks with the status quo and shocks society, criticism of this work changes over time, alongside our understanding of it. Nevertheless, It's the critics' job to tackle the problem of examining art in the context of current conditions, even though their opinions and predictions could be contradicted or proven wrong by future cultural shifts. This is no small task, especially considering the sheer amount and range of works that require the intellectual scrutiny of the critic. Today's critics are no longer just concerned with fine arts enjoyed by the elite. Traditionally, Lowbrow forms of art also provide them with a wealth of interesting material to deconstruct. Even superhero movies tell us a lot about cultural attitudes today and are worth examining. However, our culture is also one that doesn't respond well to criticism. Part of the critic's task is to provoke thought, which often means articulating unpopular or controversial opinions. Backlash is to be expected. Even the author of the book sparked a heated online conflict over his biting review of The Avengers Age of Ultron. On Twitter, the film star Samuel L. Jackson demanded that Scott find a new job and thousands of fans were spurred on to attack Scott, but he wasn't too concerned. The incident gave him notoriety as a critic and ensured that his job would never be in jeopardy. Of course, being a critic isn't all about playing devil's advocate. In the following book summaries, we'll learn about what makes criticism valuable. But first, let's take a closer look at the intimate relationship between art and criticism. Summary part two, critics are artists and artists are critics. Oftentimes, controversial critics will be branded failed artists by their detractors. However, many game-changing critics were successful as artists too. Take George Bernard Shaw, for instance. Not only was he one of the British greatest playwriters, but also one of the greatest English language drama critics who had ever lived. T.S. Eliot and Samuel taylor Coleridge are still studied in universities today for their work in literary criticism, as well as for their poetry. So although critics and artists appear to be rivals, history shows us that this isn't the case. On the contrary, art and criticism both draw strength from the same source, human creativity. T.S. Eliot noted that only the difference between a criticism and art is that criticism can't exist without having some piece of art to respond to. And yet, one could argue that too much influential art arose from the artist's responses to other pieces of artwork. All art is, at least partially, a commentary on the art that has come before it. Writers are readers, and musicians are listeners. Creative people have a desire to imitate, improve, subvert or experiment with the art they've encountered. In this way, you could even consider the artist an accidental art critic too. Many filmmakers, from the Coen brothers to the Quentin Tarantino, combine elements from films that inspire them with their own ideas to create unique visual and narrative experiences. Hip-hop and electric music artists constantly sample melodies, beats and fragments from other music and sound sources. They might be borrowing from existing artwork, but the results are often original and unexpected. Sampling, references, and mixing and matching influences might feel far removed from traditional critical journalism, but these acts of appraisal provide fascinating reflections on previous artworks and their new significance in contemporary cultural contexts. Summary Part 3 Our taste is shaped by the communities with which we engage, just as history shapes cultural understanding, of beauty what is it about your favorite song that makes you love it so much is it the way that the chorus just hits you or that killer rhythm or is it because it's the perfect blend of musical qualities that you've learned to love since diving into a particular scene while some artworks may have a special impact on us because of our unique personal experiences we also tend to seek out groups and communities that share our taste in visual art music fashion film and so on. This gives us a feeling of affirmation, belonging and community. If you've ever been in a cinema where the whole audience is laughing at a joke on screen, you've experienced this. For many young people, affirmation like this isn't just found in local communities, but in online ones. Blogs, social media and other channels are all incredibly influential in shaping the taste of individuals. Of course, our environments don't shape our taste permanently as both our interests and our settings are constantly changing. New stages in life can make our old passions seem outdated, unrefined, or even plain embarrassing. And as society enters new stages, our collective understanding of beauty can change significantly. For instance, in the 18th century, philosophers such as Immanuel Kant and Edmund Burke argued for a subjective universality that meant that on a deeper level, all humans considered the same things beautiful. Today, however, we're aware that cultural and commercial forces have a powerful influence over our taste. It's become a common cultural reflex to think twice and ask critical questions about our initial reactions to works of art. Summary Part 4 Being painfully honest and being accused of bias are all part of the critics' role in society. Sometimes the truth hurts. Good thing we have critics. While most of us avoid expressing how we really feel to avoid hurting someone's feelings, critics make it their job to speak their mind. All humans share the desire to express judgment. However, if we all acted upon this desire each time we experienced it, we'd be arguing non-stop. Early civilizations recognized this danger, and the critic was born. It's believed that when humans began to draw dance and make music, critics took up the role of upholding standards by making critical judgments based on the aesthetic standards of the day. This made critics both trusted and revealed by the public. They always told the truth, but this wasn't always what the people wanted to hear. Throughout history, critics have been accused of bias when their opinions don't affirm cultural beliefs. This is especially true today. ...thanks to a global culture filled with diverse and contradictory ideals. Still, critics wield an unusual power. For creators, this isn't always pleasant. One scathing review is enough to shut down a Broadway show... ...or nip a young author's career in the bud. Even Moby Dick, Herman Melville's literary masterpiece... ...met with harsh reviews when it was first published... ...and Melville retreated into obscurity for the rest of his life. It wasn't until after he died that the reviews, and eventually the book, were rediscovered. If it weren't for the original published reviews, the book would have been entirely forgotten. Criticism provides us with the thought-provoking commentary and the valuable historical records. Despite this, modern society is skeptical about whether we need critics at all anymore. Summary Part 5 Sometimes critics have to make the wrong judgment to spark a conversation. Nobody enjoys admitting that they're wrong, but for a critic sometimes it's necessary to get things wrong first as this helps us all get it right in the end by offering up their subjective opinions critics can help us uncover universal truths about art and culture when others disagree with this opinion this kicks off discussions which ultimately help us come to a judgment that satisfies most if not all of the viewpoints involved this is the principle with which rotten tomatoes a film review score aggregator is based By combining many subjective reviews by a wide range of different critics, the site produces a score to capture how society as a whole feels about a movie. Unfortunately, many contemporary critics attempt to shriek their responsibility for being honest in their critiques, and instead use superlatives and marketing speak to avoid being wrong. Words like captivating and memorizing appear all too often in reviews today. These are essentially empty buzzwords. They might help a critic land his name and quote in an advertising for the film, but detract from the most important function of critical writing, starting a conversation. Summary Part 6. Critics connect new generations with masterpieces of the past and bring undiscovered art to new audiences. Many of the classic films, novels and albums that we know and love today might not have gone down in history at all if it weren't for critics. In an age where we have greater access to past cultural output than ever before, critics help us work out which works are worth focusing on. Critics are also able to enter into dialogue with their forerunners, correcting their judgments with the benefit of hindsight. In the 1930s and 1940s, film critics were laminating the dying art of film as a one zanny comedy after another seemed to hit the theatres. New York Times critic, Frank S. Nugent dismissed the screwball comedy Bringing Up Baby as just as unremarkable film in the collection of similar movies. Later critics offered a different take, thereby revitalizing the film and helping new audiences fall in love with it. Today, Bringing Up Baby is considered one of the best movies of all time. Something similar might happen to the superhero movies today. While many contemporary critics pan them as form over-the-top mass entertainment some of them later may be immortalized as classic 21st century cinema critics can also use their voices to get undervalued art onto their radars jazz for instance was not always a venerable art form elitist critics condemned jazz as a degenerate form of music and jazz artists were limited to playing new orleans brothels and kansas city dance halls but through the efforts of critics in magazines such as downbeat Jazz came to be recognized as a complex art form that could be appreciated intellectually. This paved the way for landmark jazz performances in the world's most prestigious venues, from New York to Tokyo. Today, jazz is widely adored. Summary Part 7. The digital age has created an overabundance of critics. These days, everybody is a self-appointed critic. From Yelp, ratings to Goodread reviews, the internet has created a gulf of criticism. It's often hard to hear the voices of true critics among the overwhelming noise of amateurs. This development has consequences for our culture. Name calling, gut reactions and even rage are the order of the day for online reviewers. This is a far cry from the thoughtful, insightful, critical writing that professional critics spend years honing. Despite this. Review aggregators like Rotten Tomatoes give equal weight to traditional critics, bloggers and critics on new sites like Real Views and the AV Club. Students at universities with outstanding curricula dedicated to the study and art of critique are now in direct competition with online comment boards. If they want their voices to be heard, professional critics must publish new writings at an incredible pace. Despite their lack of education and criticism, today's bloggers are just as, if not more, influential than established, educated critics. This has sparked a fiery debate among the critical community as to whether new forms of criticism should be embraced or not. Either way, the young upstarts on the critical scene look like they're here to stay. Summary Part 8 Critics must evolve beyond print to rebuild their discipline online. Throughout history, of art and culture. The printed word has been the centre of critical debate about aesthetics. But today, print faces some serious challenges. The rise of the internet and the accompanying collapse of our attention span has changed print journalism irrevocably. Long-form printed criticism has been superseded by rapid social media commentary. By the time a printed film review is published and read, hundreds of tweets and online conversations have beaten it to the punch. Traditional media outlet from newspapers to magazines are struggling to survive. Forced to publish content online for free to match their social media savvy competitors, they've been seeing revenues fall to an all-time low. Staff and budgets have been cut and many publications have faded away altogether. The age of the critic as a brilliant but controversial provocator is fast disappearing. Today, the pressure is on to create catchy sound bites or clickbait headlines to provide websites with hits, likes and shares. It's clear that traditional critics must move with the times. They have a lot to learn from writers who have embraced digital media. Many successful writers today got their start as a blogger and worked their way up to score roles at internet publishing giants such as Buzzfeed. Through these new media titans look very different to traditional publishers. At the heart they possess the same journalistic spirit. As the digital revolution unfolds, they may breathe fresh life into the practice of criticism. In review, better living through criticism book summary. The key messages in this book. Criticism is something we all practice in many aspects of our life, from the way we view art to our take on how a neighbor is dressed. It happens all the time and we don't even realize it. But true criticism has to be interesting in and of itself. Now, that's a wrap on the book summary of Better Living Through Criticism. Now, if you want to be a contributor to Best Book Bits and do audio book summaries, email me at info at bestbookbits.com to get involved or DM me on Instagram at bestbookbits. Now, if you like this summary and want this in a PDF format, pop your email in the link below and get access to this with over 600 summaries as well. And if you want to support Best Book Bits, subscribe to the YouTube channel and also follow us on Spotify where all our audiobook summaries get uploaded first on Spotify, then YouTube second. Subscribe to us on YouTube, click the bell, like, share, and comment on what you think. And another way to support Best Book Bits, you can check out our products and services. We've done a book called Success in 50 Steps, the proven formula that works. I've taken over 500 books and condensed them down into one personal development book. So check that out now, click the link below. I also do coaching and mentoring, so you can apply now for coaching and mentoring if you want to achieve your goals quicker than you can by yourself. I've also done a PDF called 150 of the Best Book Bits Summaries with over five volumes, two and a half thousand pages. Grab your copy now. And if you're serious about having your best year ever, I've put all my best work into a course called 28 Steps to Making Your Best Year Ever. So click the link below to check it out. Follow us at bestbookbits.com, the home of the world's largest free book summary website in video, written and audio format. You can also follow us on Instagram at bestbookbits. And we run a free book club on Facebook at bestbookbits. And if you want to be updated with the latest book summaries via email, pop your email in the link below to never miss a book summary. You can also support us on Patreon at Best Book Bits. Check out our top 50 videos on YouTube. Thanks for watching and listening. Hope you got something from this. Go out there, have an amazing day, and take criticism on. Take care. Bye-bye now.